Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. This is going to be huge. Welcome. You are locked on the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, the editor of Smoking Cuban, Isaac. Did you know that Kid Rock is going to run for U.S. Senate? Are you kidding? I am not. He gave this big speech the other night. Kid Rock for Senate is .com is a real thing. Uh, he says on his website that he's thinking about it, and if he throws his hat in the ring, then it's game on, mother effers. That's what he said on his website. Bro, at this point, anybody's fair game to run for anything. At this point, it's the best publicity stunt you could do. Yeah. You just run, and you're going to get publicity. Yeah, and we should run. Oh, don't tempt <laughs> us. That would be, be awful. It would be too much work. Yeah, I'm not about that life. Yeah. So no, you didn't so you didn't know that, but what did you get at the what'd you get at the Mavs warehouse sale today? Yeah, so I went downtown uh to the old offices. Well we'll say old, but uh they're moving offices uh here pretty soon, but you know, they, they had their warehouse sell today. It's kind of a combination of reasons why, but they're setting on a ton of stuff and then plus the change to Nike. So if yeah. you're listening to this outside of uh outside of uh, Dallas the Mavericks that you know decided to hey instead of like throwing this away or giving it away or something like hey Mark Cuban's our owner he's going to make a pretty penny off anything so we're just going to discount this stuff and sell it to the public I was so and jealous I couldn't go so uh I took my lunch break today went down there it was from 10 to 4 I got down there about I took an early lunch so I got down about 10:30 10:45 ton of people there Saw uh saw Chark. Charks was there. Tim Cato from Moneyball was there. Um saw a bunch of like just random people there. Um Cato had stance socks. I was like, Cato, bro, what you getting? He's like, I'm <laughs> just getting some socks. <laughs> um funny. But it's kinda it's kinda chaotic. It had a bunch of different stuff. They had a pile of like uh the swingman jerseys, but it was a bunch of super random people. Like, like who? Who's the most random one you saw? Uh so we had Jawan Howard. Uh, we had uh, Jawan Howard played for the Mavericks. Yeah, fifty-five man. Uh, he, this is really bad. You know, it was <laughs> I had a couple of moments that I really loved. I really loved one of the best things to do is to set back. So while I was going through these piles of things, is sit back and listen to the fans in line try to explain who these people are to like their <laughs> kids or friends or something like. So do you remember Pops? Uh, how do you say his name? Mbinga or Mbinga? It's like oh. M. Yeah, it's like M B E N. Yeah, DJ Benga. The M yeah, was like okay. silent. You just do like Benga. He was on the list. Okay, so yeah, so they so they they had a bunch of his jerseys. Nobody wanted them, obviously. So like this dad was like trying to explain to his kids, yeah, it's this big man. He's kind of talented, but he's never really good. And I'm like, what? Stop, dude. No, he was just big. And, 
uh, Jop. Yeah, <laughs> some Jop jersey. Sound Jop. Um, had a bunch of Bogut and D Will. Um, <laughs> they had a. They print. They had a. Uh, they had a table of like merchandise, like small little like things. Uh, there's just a dollar dollar table basically, and just random little things. And a lot of it was Chandler Parsons stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, it was super funny. I saw some Rondo player tees. Were people great. buying those? Please tell me that you saw no one buying those. I don't know. Uh, so obviously I got down there like 45 minutes uh, late. So a lot of the jerseys, I mean, I saw dudes with literally like 50 jerseys in his arms. Jeez. It was, it was crazy. So here was, here was my thing. So I went through the chaos and I was like, I don't know. I didn't see a jersey I really wanted. And I'm like, okay, I'm about to leave. Well, then my eye catches the game worn jerseys rack. Ooh. So there's two racks and it says game worn jerseys, forty bucks. I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna go take a peek. So I'm going through there. There's obviously no, you know, no big time Mavericks, yeah. you know, on this rack. It's You're a bunch of random Dirk. people. You're not getting a Tyson. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. I mean, it's like Brandon Wright, different people. So I'm, sl- I'm flipping through, flipping through. <sighs> I came upon Josh Howard. Ooh, that's. And I was one. like, I can't do it, man. I can't pass it up. So I. So I snagged that, and once I once I got that, I was like, "Well, crap! I gotta get something else if I'm gonna wait through this whole lot because the line to check out was super long." Yeah. Like, if I got, so then I went through, and you know, you know, we've talked about it before. I like to play basketball a lot, so they had like a they had stacks of the uh, of the undergear uh, that they wear in the games. Oh yeah. Of the tights, the long tights, the compression shorts, and stuff. Just ten bucks. So. Game worn. <laughs> <laughs> no. That'd be so gross, I, I snagged snagged a couple of those. Um, snagged a like a shooting shirt type thing. One of the coolest things I got is I got some actual game shorts. Well, those and are nice. That, Ten bucks, dude. Like the home shorts uh, is r- super nice. I mean, I'll probably just wear them at home. I'm not. I'm not that type of guy that's gonna rock those in public. But yeah. But yeah. So and at the end, like when I checked out, uh, some of our you know some of our friends that we know, like Lizelle and and Steve, and some of them were doing checkout stuff, and they like. They just opened up some boxes of like bobbleheads, and they were just anybody who made a purchase, you get a bobblehead. So I got this oh, Jake Crowder cool. bobblehead. So I put him <laughs> on my desk. He's like screaming. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Jake Crowder bobblehead. It was a cool event. It's cool that you know the Mavericks actually did that for the public, and because these are super nice. I mean, come on, game worn jerseys for forty bucks. It's that's a pretty yeah. darn good deal. I put on the Howard jersey when I got home, and literally the bottom of the jersey goes past my kneecaps. <laughs> <laughs> I was a big dude. That was the only problem. If you were a tiny person, you didn't have much options because a yeah. lot of the stuff where it was three X, four X, like I mean, there's some crazy sizes and all the shorts and stuff. So the uh, the Mavs maniacs, they probably made out like bandits. Oh, that's where they get all their all their stuff. <laughs> <laughs> they get those sizes for those guys specifically. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Isaac yeah, copped cool. him some some Mavs gear today. And uh, he also posted an article yesterday, two days ago at this point, while you guys are listening, uh, question for every single Western Conference NBA team. So a question for every single team in the West. So, you know, the Mavericks are one of them, the Warriors, obviously. So we're going to go through those. He's going to rapid fire, kind of give those to me. And we're just going to go through them. Some of them will be quick. Some of them I'll give you a one-word answer. Some of them, <laughs> some of them I'll, I'll be a little more drawn out. So go ahead, Isaac. All right, so this is a completely random order. I didn't do by how I think they'd finish or alphabetically. It's just kind of how I just made the list, honestly. Um, 
But it's just one question I have for the team that I think is probably, for me, my biggest question surrounding this team heading into the season. So for Portland, okay. can Yusuf Nurkic be their third star? This is a loaded question because... Because it's so it's so huge for them. It's huge for them, and it's also saying that the two other guys are stars themselves. Well, I mean... Yeah, I mean they're like Lillard's and uh, he should be an All Star. Lillard's a star. Uh, CJ McCollum is getting there. You know he's got a big extension. I mean he would a team would have to give a pretty dang good package to get McCollum from yeah. him. But the 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 heart of the question is, can he be the third guy? Yes, he's going to have to be. <laughs> I just don't, I don't see how they're going to make a move otherwise. But I think he can. I mean, last year he played 20 games for them, so that's a that's a pretty good sample size. It's not a big sample size, but it's a pretty good sample size of what we have from him. And he played 20 games for them. He averaged 15 points, 10 rebounds, three assists, a steal, and almost two blocks. That is, those are crazy stats right there. <laughs> I mean, that that yeah. is like really really stat stuff, and like that is good stuff right there. Is it sustainable? Some of those are. Some of those are definitely sustainable because. Like 15 is not that much for a guy like him, especially when those two guards are getting a ton of attention. 10 boards, the same thing. Those, those two guards are throwing up so many shots, and he's going to be down there getting the rebounds. I, I think that it, I think that he's going to be really good for the team, especially the assist numbers I feel like are, are huge. I mean, I'm not sure if, if playing with Jokic helped him in that way or if he was always like that. I didn't watch a ton of him before coming yeah. to the NBA, but I really like him. And I've been, I've been like – headstrong on the fact that I think he is good. Yeah, it's crazy because I was listening to, I think, the NBA show on my way to work today and uh, the Ringer show yeah, the with Ringer O'Connor and, and Vernon and them. And, you know, Connor was like, he was kind of like hesitant on it. He's like, I, I'm, he leans more towards the side of, it was just kind of a one-time thing. And he was saying, hey, Portland should not extend him right now. They should just wait it out uh, because – just to see if that wasn't just a small spurt. Oh yeah. And, in in that context for sure, I'd be with O'Connor saying that, yeah, no, you wait on that. But do I think, you know, it's a good chance that he could end up being that? Probably. You know, but yeah. if you're looking at contracts and like money wise, I'd be like, Yeah, definitely wait. <laughs> yeah, so for Portland, I think that's one of the biggest questions for them is if he can be that third star, then it should catapult them into the you know, the playoffs for sure. Yeah. Uh, if he's not, or if he gets hurt, or you know, if he's just not, you know, does not get to that level he was at at the end of last year before he got hurt, then they could probably not be in the playoffs next year. And yeah, that's it's huge for them. It could make or break their playoff chances. But so that's Portland. Let's move on. Let's move on to your boys, the Los Angeles <laughs> Lakers. Yeah. There's, there's so many storylines surrounding the I watched, Lakers. I watched episode three of Ball in the Family today. I recommend it to everybody on Facebook. So oh, my good. gosh. I, I, first of all, I didn't even know that show was, like, airing yet. I love it. <laughs> That's This is awesome. I should, I should not be surprised that you're watching this show. I would have watched it. Yeah, no. Yeah, I was going to watch it no matter what. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you could go uh, plenty of different... I don't know, avenues uh, as far as uh, what you want to do with the Lakers. You know, is it around? There's just so ball? many questions. Yeah. How's Caldwell Pope and stuff. But for me, my one question with the Lakers is, will Brandon Ingram take the next step? And so for you, how important for the Lakers is Brandon Ingram 
taking that next step into like a a better than like an Andrew Wiggins, you know, like um to be valued like that, you know. Yeah. I don't think it's super important this next year. I think that he's he's a guy that his progression, like if you look if you looked at it like with a like a line graph, you know, it wouldn't go it wouldn't be straight, you know, from one corner to the other corner. It wouldn't be just like mm. a straight line that way. I think it's his is gonna be a bell curve. And a bell curve, you know, it, it, it sort of dips and then it like curves up. And so for him, he's got this big thing that he has to get over, and that's just a like physical development. For his physical development, he he's got to gain some weight, he's got to, you know, learn how to play in the NBA, his durability, you know, his his um like his mo not not his motor, but just like his his like being able to stay on the court for a long time. I think he has to he has to work on that. And so once he gets that, that'll take just some some years. You know, like that'll take years for him to be able to develop that. I think there's other things that could help him. Uh, and one thing, one of my Lakers fan friends sent me this uh, screenshot today. Brandon Ingram has grown two inches this summer. Has he really? Six eleven now. Holy crap, bro. <laughs> Paul George did this. Giannis did this. Durant did this. These guys come into the league so young, and it's hard for. I texted him back. I said it's hard for me to imagine that millionaires can grow still. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, isn't that crazy? That's, that's insane. Yeah. That dang, he had, that puts him at like seven foot now. Yeah, they had him at about six nine when he came out. So I think okay. he's like six eleven, but yeah, he's like right there in that in that KD range where he's, you know, says that he's six nine, but he's actually seven foot, but he's listed at six eleven. You know, it's like that kind yeah. of area. Yeah, man. So for that, I mean, even growing, like all the muscle and stuff that he probably put on just got stretched out even more. Like forever. I mean, That's I'm true. I'm only six. I'm six three, which is tall for an average person but, but not like <laughs> in the context that we always talk about nba players but when i was growing up like every other year or so i would get like chubby and then i would like stretch out and grow i go through a growth spurt and then i get chubby again and then i go through a growth spurt <laughs> it just like happened over and over and over again and now i'm at the point where i'm chubby but i don't i'm not getting a gro- another growth You're spurt, not gonna so. get <laughs> i'm waiting for it and it still hasn't happened <laughs> ever since i was 16 i stopped growing so i've been waiting since then that's awesome. But, yeah, so, it, I mean, it's going to be interesting for him. and it's Just physical development for him is going to be huge. But I don't think it's super important. I think him and Lonzo now are, like, on the same trajectory. Yeah, my my one thing and why I put it as my question is because I think it's big for them moving forward, especially going into the next offseason. Because I think the Lakers need to know, is he going to be a D'Angelo Russell or is he going to be a cornerstone piece? And yeah. if he can, so, for instance, let's say he does come out this year and has a breakout year. They know, okay, Lonzo and Ingram are solid and they're on rookie deals. And does that affect at all, like a LeBron or Paul George coming in, knowing that, okay, we have two solid young players that are on rookie deals that's going to allow us cap space to play with the rest of the roster? Or, look at the worst comes to worst, Brandon Ingram comes out and he doesn't really improve. He's just like super skinny. He's like Tayshaun Prince, and he doesn't take that next step to where awful. then the Lakers are like, okay, should we try to shed him to get something, you know, try to trade him to get something back to appeal to LeBron? Can he be a piece moving forward? So there's there's something in with that. Because Lonzo, you know, it's his first year. We have these expectations, and is he how good is he going to be this first year and all this stuff, but – Anyway, let's move on from the Lakers. <laughs> Do we have to? Do we have to? 
Um, we don't have to spend a ton of time on this one, but the Memphis Grizzlies. No. <laughs> How is Chandler Hars- is Chandler Parsons finally healthy? No. And I mean that's a lot of their season, you know, it really depends on this, to it, be honest. It literally hinges on him. And I, I like Jermichael Green. I think he's a good player. I don't think he gives them what they need in the sense that like he he's he'll be a good player. He's their fourth best player on the team. But what Chandler Parsons gives them is something that nobody else has given them or will give them on the team. He's gonna give yeah. them that that other ball handler, that other scorer, that you know, that third if he's a third option scorer like that's a pretty good situation for him that's a really really good situation for him but yeah the health <laughs> i mean that's the that's the big question and i can't answer i'm not a doctor i haven't looked at his knees i've never been near chandler parsons knees so <laughs> <laughs> every time that he i how many times did he play they played the, the grizzlies played the mavericks like a Three times last year, four times. Four times. Four times, yeah, because they're they're in the division. And then twice in AAC. I think he played one of those times at AAC. Yeah, I remember talking to him one time. He was iced up. No joke. Um, He was iced up on their their bench. And I remember us, we were like crowded around him at the bench talking to him. I heard that Chandler Parsons hired an ice guy just to like run out and get ice for him. (laughs) Are you? (laughs) Don't even. I'm the ice man, Mr. Freeze. Excuse me, sir. What's your job? I'm the ice man. The ice man. It was For George Kirkman. <laughs> that was a joke, by the way. I didn't really hear that. <laughs> no, but yeah, I mean, uh, Memphis is, you know, probably the most two player top heavy team in the league as far as it's yeah. Conley and Gasol and then, like nobody. But Chandler Parsons, the health of Chandler Parsons is the biggest question mark for the Grizzlies. And I think this is one of the most clear cut question marks of the, of a team in the West probably is what is the answer to that? A lot of these answers we don't know. That's why it's a question. Um, we don't know the answer to, and we won't know the answer to until the end of the season. Some of these like this next one, we'll know at the beginning of the season for the Los Angeles Clippers. My big question for the Clippers is, who starts at point guard? I think they start with Beverly to start the year. That's who we went with for our, our starter rankings. But yeah. as we said in our starter rankings, I think they'll go with that two lineup of Beverly at two and Teodosic at one because the they're op, because first of all, I think Teodosic is going to be good like you do and like a lot of other people do. But then their options for two are bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean Austin Rivers was what we both had him in our bottom five, I think in our rankings that we did last week. And then Lou Williams. Lou Williams is an only coming off the bench guy. <laughs> I mean, he's just, yeah. Like he's really can't put him anywhere else. Yeah. And I like the, I like the pairing. I, do, I, I agree with you. I think, um, Teodosic and, and Beverly are going to play together a lot because Teodosic kind of, his, his weakness is his defense and yeah. he does, he doesn't play very good defense. It's going to get exposed a lot in NBA too. Uh, so put him with Beverly. And it might come down to a situation where they say, hey, we like Teodosic and Beverly together, and then we'll put Rivers and Lou Williams together. Uh, Or they could start Beverly with Austin Rivers in the backcourt and put Teodosic and Lou Williams, but that second unit immediately has no defense with Lou Williams and Teodosic. So, um, yeah, I think it's interesting. They give them two different styles also. Chudosic is obviously a huge playmaker. A lot of people call him the best passer in the entire world. 
uh, more than LeBron and Chris Dang. Paul and some of this stuff. Like he is the best passer. Um, Take a seat, Ricky Rubio. <laughs> Ricky Rubio. Um, <laughs> I remember Kevin Kevin Durant. I think he was talking about it to Bill Simmons on his podcast, saying that Tudosic had like one of the craziest passes he's like ever seen uh, because you know they played they played against Serbia down in Rio. Yeah, and uh, yeah. he said he just had a pass that was just like an insane of a pass, and like he said we we all looked at each other on the court like. What, how did he even do that? Like, what? <laughs> how do you see that? And uh, that's his thing. Lob City's not going anywhere. Uh, I like what LA did and what the Clippers did over the offseason, but it, it'll just be interesting. It's interesting for me to see how that, you know, who runs what system and how the difference is between Beverly and Teodosic. But it's interesting. That. I just don't think they're going to be super good. But yeah, it's kind of interesting. I have them as uh, I still have them as a playoff team. We went over this before, but yeah, I have them as a six seed, I think, something like that. But moving on, uh, we kind of talked about this before when we did our rankings with the Kings, but I think this is kind of big for them. The Sacramento Kings can Buddy Hield, George Hill, and De'Aaron Fox play at the same time together? Can they? Yes. Will they? Yes. I think that they, they just will. And this team's not going to be super good anyway. If you're in a bad team, you're allowed to try some lineups. I think that they, they'll try it out. It's going to be a lot of teams are having these two, like two ball handlers. We're talking about another one later. The Mavericks have done this a ton where they play two ball handlers, two point guards. Um, I, it's kind of where the league is going. You just need as many guys out there as you can that can handle the ball and that can do stuff. And if you have two guys that can do stuff like, like Hill and Fox, then yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I think it. I think it does happen. I think they do play that a lot. I think at some point they they will start that. I don't know if that's how it's going to start to begin the season, but yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's important for them moving forward because we've talked about this before. They drafted De'Aaron Fox fifth overall. They just handed like fifty some fifty seven million to George Hill, and Buddy Hield was their main trade piece. They got back for Buddy for Boogie Cousins, and we know how much. Uh, Vivek or whatever his name is. Yeah. We know how much he loves buddy. So (laughs) does one of them come too much is the answer. (laughs) Does one of them come off the bench? You know? So I think it's key to see if they can play together. I think they do. You think they can play together. Uh, that'll be something to interesting to, uh, monitor with Sacramento. And how much are they going to lose? I mean, I mean, they will. How much? Not how many games will they lose? They will lose a lot of games. But like, how? Like, what do they have to lose, really, if they play those guys? Like, they're gonna, they're yeah. gonna try it. Yeah, that's true. Heck, they might win, and they don't want to do that. Um, because they want another lottery pick. Do they, so, I don't think they have their lottery pick next year. Well, yeah. Well, it gets all it's like, like protected. Oh my gosh, it's so complicated. I haven't even looked at, to figure all those out. So let's move on to the defending champions and probably this coming year champions also. <laughs> Golden State Warriors, my one big question for them is how much will they rest their stars? The thing is with them, I think they can. They can rest their stars, and I think they'll still win games. We, so I, like, I rank their bench number one. So my question to you is can, can, they, can Durant, Curry, Draymond, and Clay? Miss a combined twenty five games for rest, and still win the first one seed out out west. Yeah, if, if you stagger those for sure, and and they already, I don't think they need that many games because they already because that's like five five to six games per you know 
yeah, per they, player. They already only like nobody on their team. They do the Spurs thing where nobody on their team plays more than thirty four minutes. Like Clay Thompson was at exactly thirty four minutes a game last season. So mm-hmm. I don't know if they need to do that much. That seems that seems excessive to me. Um, yeah. But you'll see guys here and there, and yeah, they could they could stagger that out. Like twenty five games is that's a lot. <laughs> but yeah, and that that's why I'm saying like twenty five combined between all four to where you know is it is it conceivable that over the course of a whole season that Durant sets out five games for rest, you know, or you know Curry sets out six games for rest, and because there are some people, and I've heard this argument that think that. You know, somebody like Houston or OKC might have a shot at the one seed because Golden State's going to rest, you know, some of their players and play it with this being year four, I think, year four that they will be back in the finals most likely. Jeez. And, you know, do they start resting them some and all that? I think it's interesting. I don't think it has – when I'm coming up with a question for Golden State, really, I mean, rest is the only question I can come up with. <laughs> Um, how many minutes does Nick Young get? You know, for real, like that, we know what the Warriors are. Well, my question we, would be at center. You know, like is Sajjo well, Pachulia, like Pachulia going to be the the center all year? That'd yeah, they question. well they just do their thing again. Like they, it's kind of like the Dirk treatment. Like, okay, we're going to start Zaza, but we're going to take him out in a little bit, and we're going to ru- start going small. I think Jordan Bell would be part of my big question. I like Jordan Bell a lot. What's he, what's he going to give them? Yeah, I like Jordan Bell. I think he, you know, he'll be a part of that bench unit for sure. These are so in, inconsequential questions for this team. To move on, <laughs> move on. These are so <laughs> minuscule to their actual success. There is more to me, Queen Eliara of Elfgard, than my elven magic. Just as there's more to Geico than saving you money, Geico also gives you 24/7 access to licensed agents online, on the phone, or on the Geico app. And while I am a mighty elf queen, I am also a mighty big fan of barbecue potato chips. Minions! More smoky mesquite. Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. All right, let's move on to Phoenix. Let's go out to the desert. I like this one. Is Eric Bledsoe a building block or is he a trade piece? Eric Bledsoe is a building block. However, they got to figure this crap out. However,. I don't know if he's a building block for that team because that team is so young. You have, you know, Booker, we've obviously talked about that, that we love. Um, we have Chris Bender that are, we're not as high on. Chris, way low, but just super young guys. Josh Jackson coming in. I mean, Tyler Eulis. They just have so many young guys. Those are all guys that are under 21, right? Like, I think Booker yeah. might be 20. I think Booker is 21. It's crazy. Gosh, definitely all under 22. And, uh, Bledsoe, who's going to be 28 in December, so he's not on the he's not on their timeline. He could be a guy that is the the, the veteran like guard that sort of leads them into the next phase. Also, look look at his games played. He's going into his eighth season this year. He played when he played for the Clippers. He was 81 games, 40 games, 76 games, then 43, 81, 31, and 66. So mm. it's almost like every other year he has like these bad injuries. So that also is wearing on him. So he's 28. He has these injuries. He relies on his athleticism, I think, a lot. Yeah. He's a good, good basketball player, but you know, he takes him to that next level because of his, he's you know, crazy athletic. His nickname on Basketball Reference is Mini LeBron. So if that tells yeah. you, if that tells you anything. So I think he's a building block, but not for this team. I think that another team could take him and you know do something you know good with him, but 
like Denver. That's true. But, what could they, you know, what could they ship him to Denver for? And that would be a good trade because Denver has a bench that they could unload some people and ship him some. I don't know. Yeah, play something. Around with something. Yeah, but yeah, it's something. That, it's a question that Phoenix has to answer. It's a question that I think they will answer at some point this season. It feels like Bledsoe has been on the trade block. Like I know. I was just straight. about to say that. It feels like we've been asking this question for five years. They got to figure this out, uh, and like you said with their timeline, they got to figure out who's going to fit their timeline. So commit. I think we will see. commit Phoenix Suns. Commit to something. All right, let's move on to the Utah Jazz. This is a. Uh, this, is the, a co- this is the most obvious of the questions that you've asked. <laughs> I don't know Chandler Parsons. Yeah, that's pretty obvious. That's an obvious one. But can can the Utah Jazz score without Gordon Hayward and George Hill? A lot of people just end it with Gordon Hayward. Yeah. But George Hill was their second leading scorer on the team at sixteen point nine points per game. And then don't forget Trey Lyles. <laughs> don't even. <laughs> don't forget Jeff Withy. I um, will not. I will. I will know his name and face by the end of media day. Um. So yeah, yeah. Gordon Hayward averaged almost twenty-two points a game for them last year. George Hill was right behind him at seventeen, basically. Top two leading scorers off the team, and Ricky Rubio is not some big scoring point guard. <laughs> He's yeah. not known for his scoring, so they replaced George Hill with him, and they pretty much just replaced Gordon Hayward with in-house people and. I have a question. I will fire back a question to you that might answer this question. No, here comes Rodney Hood's breakout. Uh, no, I, I went through Rodney Hood's numbers and I, I was not impressed. And I uh, way lower uh, on Rodney Hood after diving into those. Hey, I had him like twenty five in mind. But. Yeah, don't blame me now. Um, have we talked enough about Donovan Mitchell being the rookie of the year? I don't know if I don't think he'll be rookie of the year. I do like him a lot. What if you know what if we get Rodney Hood just is not that was my no, wife. Your wife did not like no, Donovan Mitchell she, being the rookie of the year. She does not think that Donovan Mitchell could be the rookie of the year. <laughs> but so that experiment doesn't work and Donovan Mitchell just comes out and just just balls out and plays. Yeah. They don't really have a ton of options. Exum Hood, these are all guys that they've tried and tried and tried, and it's not taking. If it takes immediately, like if Donovan Mitchell, you know, plays like he did in summer league, where he's just all of a sudden just looks awesome, then, you know, he could get more playing time than the rest of these guys. They could start him with Rubio. Yeah, we gotta see how they 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 figure that crap out because they still have Alec Burks. They're they're paying like ten. Yeah, million that was another here. question I had. <laughs> Dante Exum's going into his like third or fourth year, and he actually looked kind of decent in the playoffs a little bit. Yeah, and, like, that's a good towards the end about of the year. Him. I like Dante Exum coming out of the draft. I still think he can be something He's good. He's the Aussie Kobe. But <laughs> don't even. Uh, so, like, did he continue his development? How does that go? And then Donovan Mitchell, is he going to run point? Is he going to run two? Is he going to play both? We, I love Mitchell. We drafted him in our lo- fake locked on. Ma- yeah, we did <laughs> locked on uh, thing over the summer. Uh, I'm all in on Mitchell. Uh, as far as rookie of the year, I don't think he'll have the type of impact um, as like a Dennis Smith or Lonzo or Fultz will. But I'm just saying he year, could. He could in year one. I think it would have to. It would take a, like a season ending thing to Rubio or something. Because I think he would be. He's going to get his best run as like 
a point guard that can handle the bar too. Like Rubio can't play off the ball. Yeah, like, at all. So like if there was a point guard that can play off the ball a lot with him, I think they could definitely share those duties. But that, that I do like that's an lot. interesting rotation because if, if they see that Rodney Hood doesn't work, and how many times do you think Rodney Hood dunked last year? This is a random stat. <laughs> I don't think I would ever look up this stat. I'm going to say uh, 22 times. 11. Dang. <laughs> he dunked 11 times in 82 games. Anyway. Well, he, I mean, he's one of these guys, too. Like, he's got to figure it out because he's extension eligible. How much is Utah going to pay him? Do they want to extend him? Yeah. Um, somebody just got extended today. I for, I saw it on my phone uh, for, like, $60 million. Josh Richardson. In Josh Richardson, yeah, Miami. Like, holy crap. Like, you know, it came out of nowhere. Um, yeah, all these are going to start coming, and it's it's interesting that we see these articles because there's the one from Kevin O'Connor, then there's another one from somebody else, and then all of a sudden the guy gets extended. It's like the, it's like Miami woke up and was like, "Oh yeah, we got to do this." Yeah, <laughs> they saw the article, but yeah, that that's the big question: is those guards, what are they going to give? Because I'm not expecting much out of Gobert scoring wise. I'm not expecting too much out of Joe Ingles scoring wise. Um, yeah, who of those players you think could score 20 points a game? Ingles. Ingles is the one that you... over Gobert. No, of the of all the players on the Jazz, all of them. All of all the players. Oh crap, man! Probably Rodney Hood. Yeah. Gosh, and that's bad. He shot forty one percent last year. He killed the Mavericks. Though. I feel like every time yeah, he plays the Mavericks, he's that game. Us. That game really like influ- That one game influenced me on my rankings because he hit that game <laughs> winner. He just looked like a boss, man. All right, yeah. move, let's move on from them. All right, moving on. Let's go to the Denver Nuggets. Is their answer at point guard on the roster? Yes. You're all in on Jamal Murray as their point guard. I'm all in on Nikola Jokic running the offense. Five assists last year. 4.9 assists a game last year. He had the highest assist percentage on the team. His assist percentage is 29%. Okay, These Hmm. are the players that have a 29% assist percentage. Kemba Walker. Goran Dragic. Damian Lillard, Kyrie Irving. He like this is what other point guards do. <laughs> you know, like he is is on in the same clip as he has other point guards. It's not like they are missing, you know, playmaking somewhere. This is it's the same as these other guys. Now, Kyrie obviously plays with LeBron, uh, but the other three guys, they don't they don't play with anybody like that that, you know, makes plays like that. And yeah. so, it's not like the nu- the Nuggets will be lacking that in any asset in any facet of, you know, their game. Uh, so he's bringing them that, the, play, the that playmaking. Then what else are you looking for in a point guard? Those other guys score. Well, you can get Jamal Murray to score. You can get you, know, Gary, sure. you can get Gary Harris some scoring. Like you can get other guys on the on the team to score. So, I I think that he's their point guard. I don't think that he's a guard. I think he's their their point. Let's just let's just leave it at that. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say no. I think at some point they do swing a deal. Um, I wouldn't be surprised somebody, about that either. For somebody like an Eric Bledsoe, um, for a point guard that they could get their hands on somehow. So surprised they didn't go for George Hill this summer. Yeah, I know. I thought that would be a great fit, but they could have. Maybe they just couldn't. They didn't want to meet meet the fifty seven million mark. Yeah, for for moves like that, especially like late in the late in the uh, the off season, you have to do so much cap gymnastics. Like there just has to be so much to happen. Yeah. So they have some trade pieces. They have the things to make it happen. So I think they're one of these prime teams that I say watch out for for uh, a trade uh, for a good point guard. So yeah, that they could pull off a trade and not give up 
Gary Harris or Jokic, somebody like that. Like they have Hernan Gomez, you know, even like a Trey Lyle, something. And then they got Moutier, um, even Wilson Chandler, Kenneth Fareed, like, something. Fareed, yeah, they got stuff like that that they can piece together. So uh, that will be huge for them going forward because I think that's their biggest weakness is their point guard spot. Let's move on. I think this this is the most obvious question of the offseason. For Houston, will Chris Paul and James Harden work? I think they're going to work. I think they'll stagger them a little, and then I think the rest of the time, they the, both the guys can play off the ball. I I think what's what's the why this is a big question is that they haven't, <laughs> you know, like they just haven't. Yeah. They haven't played off the ball, but they both can. And so the big question is just are they willing? Yeah, and so like that's you know when it first happened, everybody's like, oh, the fit. The, they both run with the with the ball. They both need the ball. Uh, fit, okay. I think they can make it work. Personalities, can Harden deal with Chris Paul doing his thing? That's going to be uh, tough. That's going to be fun to watch. Um, I think, yeah. they got, <laughs> Fun, fun they, as a Mavericks fan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think this is one of the huge storylines that, I'm not going to lie, I want to turn on a, one of those first few Rockets games and watch it. Yeah, I want to oh, see. Yeah. How, I want to see how how it works. I want to see how it, how it does. And so I think this is one of the bigger storylines, uh, probably a top five storyline of the whole league, really. Of how yeah. good some people think that this pairing is going to work so good that they're going to be right there with Golden State. <laughs> uh, some people think, Yikes. okay, I, I'm not going to be that much on board. They're just going to stay four or five in the West or something. But it'll be huge for them to see how much uh, see how that goes. No more time on that. Let's go to Minnesota. There literally could be a ton of questions with this. So Surround Towns, Wiggins, you know, their new guys, whatever. Teague. Can they hit enough three pointers to stay with some of the best teams in the West? Uh no. <laughs> Definitely not. I mean, you you said it in your in your article that, that Towns was their leading three point percent like they led them in three point percentage with like thirty six, thirty seven, something like that. Mm-hmm. Like right in between there. And uh Wiggins is not really a guy that hits it from three. Jimmy Butler's like average from three. Teague is probably now their best. Um Jamal Crawford, I guess, if you, you throw him in there. But no, they're they're not gonna hit enough. So they're gonna have to find other ways, is is the thing. They're gonna have to find other ways to space the floor, they're gonna have to find just different avenues to do that. And I think that's what's going to be hard for them. Besides all the stuff that I've already laid out, which is that they're putting together all these new pieces. There's going to be some friction, not friction, but just friction on the court, not necessarily, you know, in personalities and things. Just trying to figure out what to do. I think Towns might be more timid than he, you know, has been because he's playing with this, you know, star player and Jimmy Butler. So, so those are a lot of things. But threes, no, they're, they're just not. They're going to have to find other way. Yeah, and that's why like I I like Todd Tosh Gibson a lot, and I'm high on him. But that's why that pairing's not really the most perfect fit because I think, man, you know they were interested in Paul Millsap. At least it was reported some. So yeah, man, that would have been great for him uh, if they could have a four. Because really, really, Jang or or Gibson are is not a a scoring threat from the outside. You know, if they no. if they had a four that could well like Bielitsa was supposed to be that. <laughs> yeah, well. He can uh, do whatever he wants. Not on the it, basketball court. <laughs> not on the court. But yeah, they that will be interesting just to see if they can score with some of the best you know teams like that. 
Are they going to be good enough defensively to hold some of these teams, but can they score from the outside? Because you look at the stats of the best three-point shooting teams in the league, you're going to see the Warriors, Rockets, and, and Cavs right up there, and that's three of your top four teams in the league right now. So you need to be able to hit the three. We'll see how they do uh, moving forward with that. Yep. Um, Let's move to San Antonio. Does Kawhi Leonard have enough help? The, the key word in that is enough, and enough for the Spurs is to make it to the finals, and I'm going to say no if that because for them it's kind of finals or bust, and not that they're going to bust their team up, but that it just wasn't a necessarily successful season for them, and that's – ugh. <laughs> I hate that we're saying that, that, you know, for this team still it's like finals or bust, but, yeah, that's what it is, and so I'm going to say no. Yeah, so it's Patty Mills, Aldridge, Danny Green – Pau Gasol, you put that supporting cast Slow up against some, some of the others in the league. Um, how does that – we discredit them some over the past few years, and yet they seem to always do good. But for me, this is the first time that I think they'll take a step down uh, a little bit. Still playoff team, whatever, but I don't think they'll be a top two or three team in the West this year. So let's move on from San Antonio. Let's go to the team with probably the most questions – the New Orleans Pelicans. Pretty much just got to pick one. <laughs> I don't know if they have questions. I feel like we have answers to lots of their questions. <laughs> really? Who plays the wing? Yeah. We have no question for no that. No one. You know what? <laughs> like, like just not not a player of consequence is, is the There's answer like, to that question. Can, can Rondo and Holiday work together in the same backcourt? Probably not. Can, does Boogie and AD, like, long-term? We got a small taste of it last year, but... Can that work for a full season? Does that produce a playoff team? Um, no. Is Boogie on the roster after the trade deadline? Yes. Is, is just, There's just a ton of questions around this team. But the one I had is who plays the wing? And for a, for how the, the league has shifted into this, hey, switch everything, uh, we need everyone to be 6'7 to 6'9, they don't have a ton of 6'7 to 6'9s. They don't have a- anybody that can do that. <laughs> like literally anybody that can do that no i, I joke that they, we've answered all our questions but yeah no there's a ton of questions on this team i just don't think any of them are going to end up positive <laughs> yeah. because just all the things that you just laid out uh boogie and ad are are great together uh i think it's it, the more that they work together i think it's going to be awesome it's going to work the rest of the team though is just not going to be enough yeah i'm higher on them than you are um they have a ton of question marks. They're they're a very intriguing team to watch to see if they ever just blow it up completely or try to just patch up the holes. And If one of them was a guard, I would have a different opinion about this. Okay. You know, like, if it... Because this, this is almost the Memphis thing where, like, Drew Holiday is Chandler Parsons. You know, like, if one of them was a Mike Conley type, if one of them was... And, and he would be way better if, like, Boogie was Mike Conley. You know, if he was that style of player but that the level of play that he is you know yeah it'd be different for me in that case but yeah and it'd probably be for me too so i think they are a sinking ship that we have to decide if they're going to let it sink or they're just going to start patching up the holes yeah they have to, to decide it. who's going to fit on their on their life rafts you know like who's going to stay <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and anthony davis might prefer the bottom of the ocean instead of staying in new orleans eventually <laughs> Um, <laughs> don't say that so, on Twitter. The Pelicans fans get mad. That's true. You learned that this week. I did. 
two teams left. Oklahoma City. I wanted to try to get away from the Paul George, Russell Westbrook, but I still kind of did that. Yeah, it's tough. Will Russell Westbrook start to defer more this year? Yeah, I think so. But the thing is, he averaged 10 assists last year. <laughs> it's like, gosh. But in the way that he defers, I think it's going to be different. Uh, I think it'll be more intentional than just like intentionally trying to get assists. Yeah, and I, like I can hear the argument. I'll listen to the argument saying – Bill Simmons used to make this argument. He didn't really make his teammates better. Yeah. And I, I totally get that. I'm, I'm so, there on that. Will we see Westbrook change his approach? You know, will will the 40-point triple-doubles still be a thing? Or I could see the triple-doubles still being a thing. Like, I could see him still going for them, but they're being more like. Not with Paul George, I don't think. I don't know. I could see like it'd he's be not going like to have a forty percent usage. That's that's kind of what got him there. But yeah. no, 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 that ain't happening. That's so, so high, forty percent. Jeez, that's insane. I think Harrison Barnes is the highest in the Mavericks, and he had like twenty five. <laughs> Good lord, jeez. Um. So yeah, that's my big question for Oklahoma City. Uh, we'll see how Russ does with uh, the new squad. I've said it before. I think they're uh, probably the most improved team in the league. Uh, I have them finishing second in the West, but uh, behind Golden State. Um, but they'll be fun to watch. Last but not least, our Dallas Mavericks. Yes, by one MVP. big question. <laughs> they actually had. There's actually different storylines for for Dallas, and I had to actually pick one as far as how much how much is Dirk going to give in potentially his last year. Yeah. Will Nerlens have his breakout year that a lot of people that he's betting on? Yeah. Um, whatever. My one big question for Dallas, how good will Dennis Smith Jr. be in year one? That is the big question because the team's going to rise or fall on him. And we don't know. We've speculated. I feel like we've talked enough about him. <laughs> yeah. But somehow also not enough about him as well. I think we've talked enough about everyone because we're at that point in September where we're like weeks away from – training camp and we're like please just god just make it training we, camp we need to talk about new things is what, is what you're saying exactly so yeah how good can he be i think we both think he can be rookie of the year best in this class um i'm not gonna put stats on it but i think that he's he can be good for him yeah and this would be it'd just be huge how long does the learning curve take and is it going to be something to where he's just he's getting the usage, he's getting the shots, he's getting the the ball, and he's just the efficiency's just not going to be there. He's just going to get the volume, but it's not going to produce like you know wins or produce whatever you want to say. Yeah. Or or is it going to be a more tame back thing? Is he going to display like you know maturity? What it looked like in summer league, but whatever you want to say about summer league, you know, is he going to have that? you know, in the season with these veterans. And it's it's a question mark. We want to say, yeah, he is. Yeah. And so it'll be so intriguing. It's so intriguing moving forward as, as if Dennis does have his huge year, rookie of the year, uh, rookie of the year in this draft class, which yeah, will mean a ton. Yeah, it's bigger. It's a lot bigger than, like, last year's rookie of the year. Exactly. Uh, and just what that means for the future. I mean, he's a cornerstone. Like, he's a piece for the future right now. But we have to figure out this season will help decide how big of the pie his piece is. I thought you were going to make it a puzzle. And then I was like, <laughs> <laughs> puzzles pieces are the same size. 
That's the yeah. big question. Those are the big questions for the Western Conference. You can go read Isaac's piece. He talks a little bit more in depth about it on the Smoking Cuban. Go to Mavs Moneyball. We talked about some good stuff. Doyle had this good piece about Seth doing that entrepreneurial uh, program that you also had. And I thought that he wrote a little an interesting take on it. So go check out Mavs Moneyball. Isaac also wrote about that on the Smoking Cuban. So keep going there. And uh, I think we're starting our player previews next week. We'll do we'll do a little bit of that. So keep checking back on Locked On Mavs. Thanks for subscribing and reviewing. And uh, follow me at Nick Van Exit, Isaac at Isaac Harris NBA. Peace out. Boom. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.